What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the Totally Biased Podcast. Still haven't been taken off the air yet, so here we are. Another week, another episode. <laughs> it's proof that uh, any bozo can uh, have his own podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, on this week's episode, we have uh, some actually really, really interesting content. Uh, we are going to uh, break down a story about a doctor that overprescribed opioids and is facing life in prison. Uh, our second story is actually a feel good. If you like dogs, you'll love this one. It's uh, one of the greatest dog stories in the last two days. So uh, <laughs> you'll definitely like that. And then uh, the second half of the episode will be the normal uh, NFL pick recap from Nick and I. Uh, and Nick wants to uh, kind of deep dive a little bit of the uh, injury uh, scenarios with our fallen quarterbacks. So uh, that is on tap for this week's episode. We hope you enjoy. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, Cam's about to dive into a story, but before he does, he does that, I just want to announce we are officially set up in our soundproofed uh, studio. And after some feedback, we, we decided that it was urgent to get it set up. So let us know how this sounds as comparison to previous podcasts. And we're excited. So you want to take it away, Cam? Yeah. And just to kind of add on to that real quick, hopefully we'll be able to start video recording. We have our uh, podcast room set up where we have a bunch of sports memorabilia up and kind of like jerseys and stuff that uh, we've worn in the past that are now kind of in our Hall of Fame rafters, if you will. <laughs> um, so. We'll have a we'll have a YouTube channel here in the next couple of weeks, hopefully set up for you guys, so you'll be able to uh, watch us um, be ridiculous on air. I guess right? as always. Yeah. So uh, the first story we're gonna kick it off with uh, this doctor. He is from Virginia, and he is um, facing life in prison for thousands of opioid doses. I feel so. Some of the facts around this when he says thousands. This dude over a two-year span prescribed over half a million prescriptions of opioids. In two years, a half a million. Doctors don't have that much time to see that many patients. So obviously, there's some illegal stuff going on here. Do you have any other details you want to add? Yeah, so just like a really quick bio about him. He is, so his name is uh, Joel Smithers, Dr. Joel Smithers. He's th uh, 36. Sounds he, like a scumbag. Yeah, he's 36. <laughs> he's a, a married father of five. Uh, and so he is facing the possibility of life in prison after being convicted in May of more than 800 counts of illegally prescribing drugs, including oxycodone and oxymorphone that caused the death of a West Virginia woman. Um, when he is sentenced on Wednesday, the best... Dr. Smithers can hope for is a mandatory minimum sentence of 20 years. Uh, so he's going to be in jail for a long time, regardless. Um, so what kind of, what's your opinion on this, right? This is a doctor. He's misprescribing meds. Uh, 20 years to life. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't even like how is like how does that even happen like how how are the how are the pharmacies al allowing that many drugs by this one doctor be put out like that like how is that even like i know he's a doctor and th therefore he's licensed and can do those things 
but like how is that physically possible like why aren't there why weren't there more red flags before this yeah uh i can't even speak to that i know in in maine now that like prescribers have some sort of identification that they they send through a software this is this is crazy that we don't have checks and balances and just because you go to school for 12 years that you can do whatever the freak you want yeah i'm like you know for instance at the hospital that we work at you know, the, our nurses ask for orders all the time, whether it's, you know, a shaving order or a certain med and literally the doctor will come on t- to the unit and we're like, Hey, can this person have this order? And they're like, yep, write it up. Like, it's literally like that simple because you went to school for a certain amount of years and have a certain amount of practice that literally a one or two word answer can get anything prescribed. And so this guy, um, he, instead of running a legitimate medical practice, this doctor headed an interstate drug distribution ring that contributed to the opioid abuse epidemic in West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Tennessee, and Virginia. Like this dude has caused so much pain in six states. Yeah. And so this kind of stuff just pisses me right off. Um, I'm glad that they're, I, I don't think the minimum should be 20 years. This man should just be locked away. Seriously. When you think about what drug addiction does for generations of people, um, we're at a point now where everybody knows somebody who's overdosed on something. It's not good. And the idea that this guy might be able to get out one day is ridiculous. Um, it's not like he messed up with 10 people. Not that that would be okay. But, I mean, we're talking 800 counts. All right. There's no excuse for that. He knew what he's doing. It was strictly for greed. This guy just—he's not a good member of society. Um, he's corrupted, and people have died. And this is what who we know of who have, like this came to light because oops, because somebody died. I got excited, my hands are swinging, and I'm punching things. Uh, so I don't know. He's just a scumbag, and it's really difficult for for me to find like a place in my heart where it's like, oh, 20 years seems fair. Yeah, and it's like in this article that we've looked at it doesn't even say anything about his license like obviously his his license is revoked like <laughs> oh yeah. come on now like this is ridiculous but so this is just an, an account um by uh a, a receptionist that worked for him um and this is a direct quote from the article it says um his receptionist testified that patients would wait up to 12 hours to see dr smithers who sometimes kept his office open past midnight Smithers did not accept insurance and took to and took in close to seven hundred thousand dollars in cash and credit card payments for over two years. <laughs> Brutal. Oh yeah. my god. So this guy is just a very educated legal drug dealer. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Seriously. Like I was nobody like there's a line out the door. Everybody's driving all over, you know, the tri-state area to hook the hookup. Uh, I don't like, there's nothing else to really say. This guy should be in jail for life. He should not never, ever be able to practice anywhere ever in the world again. And like, man, I just feel bad for like his family and kids too. Like he's leaving all of them behind for, for what, for some, some cash money, I guess. I mean, that's shitty. I mean, again, he probably, I don't know how he didn't think he would get caught. Like, how do you not think this is going to catch up to you? Yeah. And just one last account. He Apparently, once he met a woman in the parking lot of a Starbucks, she handed him 300 bucks and he gave her a prescription for fentanyl. Um, and that's a pain reliever that is 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. 
That's the like, literally in that, a Starbucks. In a Starbucks, people. This guy's just passing out drugs like it's candy. Scumbag. Yep. So take oh. a look at the article. Um, and if you just Google, you know, doctor facing life in prison um, for for um, for opioid dosing, or just look up Doctor Joel Smithers. It's from the uh, Associated Press. Yes. If you guys are wondering, though. Um, as our country continues to grow, there's checks and balances being put in place for stuff like this. So, for instance, I'm in school to be a clinical psychologist. And because I'll be considered a provider at some point giving treatment, I have to get what's called an NPI, which is just a identification number for providers. So we can't, you you know, have malpractice in one state and jump over to another. If you've ever listened to the podcast, Dr. Death, it's things like that, that they were trying to figure out how to stop. And so... So now, no matter where you go, you have, it's like your social security number, but for uh, providers who provide treatment of sorts. So more and more, I think doctors will get caught like this. It's just a way to mm-hmm. make sure people don't misuse their license. Yeah. Or if they shouldn't be practicing, they're not. Right, right. Exactly. So to uh, switch gears a little bit on a lighter note, um, we, <laughs> have, we have a story about this couple that... Uh, when searching for their dog, right? Their their dog like ran away. Right. So, go ahead. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, All yeah. Right, go so, ahead, go ahead. I'm a giant dog person. If I keep punching things in here, I'm gonna lose my mind. Um, so I'm a big dog person. Got two dogs, both boxers. If you don't know that, you don't know me. Uh, and me and my wife love these dogs. This is Uncle C Pro next to me. He also <laughs> loves the dogs. Uh, and just kind of looking over stories this week. So this woman from Spokane, Washington, takes off to. Kalispell, Montana, and they it was a, just a getaway weekend. Dog runs off. They spend 57 days looking for this dog. Uh, so, I mean, this this started, I think, back in, I think it said the end of July. And they, they, fi- they finally ended up finding their dog. But before we get to that, this woman worked for the post office and just quit her job. She's like, I need more time. I need to get my dog. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. So they, they're from Spokane, but they went to Montana like on vacation like and they camp. brought the dog yeah, and the like, dog ran away there. Yeah. Okay. And so they were looking and looking and they had started to give up hope and were getting ready to come back to Washington when all of a sudden they got a phone call that these people had seen a border collie. So they take off and they, they're walking this hiking trail and hikers are talking about this border collie just hangs out at this tree. So they show up and they call the dog and sure enough, it's their dog that survived two months in the wilderness of Montana and it's probably good they found this dog because Montana, like the whole state just got swamped with a foot of snow. Uh, 57 days. And that's just crazy because I know some people don't like animals or they don't understand animals. It's just who they are. But if you have a connection with your dog, it's a member of your family. And so I know I have friends, John, I'm not calling you up, but I am, uh, <laughs> who would think this is silly. Like, why would you spend two months to quit your job? But if you do it for your kid, if you're one of those kind of dog people, this makes sense. I don't know. It's just a heartwarming story. Yeah. Reunited when all hope was lost. I mean, listen, humans as a whole do not deserve pets. Okay. We don't <laughs> deserve dogs. Dogs are way too loyal. They're way too nice. Like I will film this one day when Nick and Sabrina come home from work, school, wherever. These dogs, it's like they haven't seen them for years. These dogs are jumping up and down, tails wagging, um, high pitched, uh, high pitched howls. Yeah, 
because they're so happy to see Nick and Sabs, and it's like it's an undying love. And well, I mean, if you have a dog or any kind of pet, you know what it's like. Um, we don't deserve them; they're too good for us. We're lucky to have them, um, and this is just a nice show of appreciation and love for our dogs. Uh, and so, I don't have any. I live with two. Two is enough for me. We, we, I'm sure we're going to be getting more. Well, uh-huh. you're going to be getting more. We're coming down the so, pipe. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're going to be getting a few more, which is great. We have the space for it, so which is awesome. But uh, so that concludes our first half of the show. And when we come back, we're going to uh, start with some quarterback catastrophes in the NFL. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Uh, we're going to start off our NFL recap segment with some achievement awards. Well, not really awards for, from us, but in the NFL, some big awards. Uh, we're going to start with uh, some Frank Gore. Frank Gore has been in the league for 14 years. 14 years. This Well, th- I guess this is his 15th. This is his 15th year in the NFL and today he passed the 15,000 rushing yards mark. He is now fourth all time behind Emmett Smith, Peyton, and Sanders. And he seems to be the ageless wonder. I mean, <laughs> people people keep calling Tom Brady the ageless wonder, but Frank Gore just keeps chugging. He's like, I'm feeling good. I'm coming to work. Yeah. So he was interviewed, actually, uh, I think right before the start of the season. And they asked, when are you going to retire? And he looked at them like he hadn't considered it. He's like, I don't know. i got plenty of gas in the tank. There's a dude who's just thinking, oh, i got to go in the office. I don't know. He's averaging four and a half yards this season, which is right where you want to be as a running back. His career average is 4.4. 4, so which is, which better. is, I mean, if you think about it, Emmett Smith, who's number one in all-time rushing yards, averaged 4.2. The next person, Walter Payton. Y'all know Walter Payton. Averaged 4.4. 4, and then... Barry Sanders coming in with a nice haymaker at a solid five average yards per carry in his career, which is bananas. Exactly. So Frank Gore got drafted uh, in 2005 uh, uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. He spent um, the bulk of his career there. He spent nine seasons in in, uh, San Fran and did the bulk of his carries there. Um, In 2015, uh, the Colts signed him as a free agent. He was there for two years. Last year, he spent the year with the Dolphins as a backup. And then this year, he is on the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills had actually cut LaShawn McCoy before the season and uh, Devin Singletary, uh, I believe, um, got hurt in the first couple weeks of this year. So now he's actually the starting back in Buffalo. And he went for Um, over 100 yards today. He went over for, yeah, he went over 100 today against the Pats uh, and looked like himself um this guy this guy just ceases to amaze so congratulations to frank gore on for a- for reference sorry to interrupt no good if you're wondering how long he's been in the league if you think of philip rivers uh ben roethlisberger and eli manning he's been in the league one year less than them he was drafted the year after so forever yeah and uh like we said no signs of slowing down um so and obviously first ballot hall of famer um, you know, with those kind of stats. So congratulations to Frank Gore on the 15,000 yard mark. The second one is Mr. Larry Fitz. Larry, Yo, that's my boy. Larry Fitzgerald just passed Tony Gonzalez 
on the all-time NFL receptions list. He is now only behind the Jerry Rice. Uh, And so Larry Fitz has 1,326 receptions. And he got into the league in 2004. So this is his 16th year. Same year as Eli, Ben, and Philip. That was a great draft class, huh? So um, he's number two all-time and only with one team, the Arizona Cardinals. It's crazy. Not only is he a tremendous athlete and, again, doesn't seem to age, he is extremely loyal um, and has really – you know, done his his uh, his job with the Cardinals. You know, through thick and thin, he's he's had a couple playoff runs. A lot, uh, of, thin, a lot of thin there, a lot of thin, but mostly thin. Yep, uh, and growing pains. Even though he's a well aged man, yeah, he's, he's still got the pains every year, whether it's a rookie quarterback or whatever. Uh, so you know, props to Larry. He's number two. He is approximately two hundred and twenty behind Jerry Rice. Uh, what, what, what did we say? He's got to play like so, two and a half more years. Yeah. At the current weight. So he has 23 receptions for the first quarter of the season. So if he continues, he'll finish the year with a hundred. So he needs about the production of about two more years, 75, uh, receptions, receptions a, a year. year. If, mm-hmm. if his trajectory continues, no injuries, stuff like that. I mean, at this point, nobody ever touches Jerry Rice or Emma Smith's record. So just go for it, dude. Yeah. I honestly, as long as you you know, are cool with taking hits. Cause I know some players are calling it quits now with, you know, how dangerous, um, you know, the game is itself as far as injuries and CTE and all that. Uh, if he can bear it, hell play five more years with only 45, 50 catches and you got it. And you got it. <laughs> I mean, if you're worried about CTE, uh, Larry Fitz, come on, man, you've been in the league 15 years and you played 10 years before that when you were a child, yeah. you're either going to get it or you're not my man. Yeah, exactly. So, you know what? That's right. Go for it. Uh, and actually, number four on this list, who's an active player, he took a year off last year, but this year he's uh, he's back at it as the tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Jason Witten. And uh, he's at, well, not so not including tonight's game, he's at 1,162, so 1,162 receptions. Uh, he was in the league a year before Larry, but he took a year off. He's so a tight end. Yeah, he's a tight end too. I mean, he's a big boy, and for him, I mean, he took a year off, and so technically him and Larry have been in the, in the league for the same amount of years. If you count his uh, horrible ESPN Monday night debut last year. Um, so he's he got drafted in t- 2003. Um, he's been on one team too, right? Dallas Cowboys, that's it. Yeah, he left, ESPN'd it, and now he's back, Cowboys. Yeah. Um, so good for Jason Witten. Good luck to Larry and and. Jason, both are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers, no question. So, congratulations to them, and hopefully, uh, Larry will be able to will be will be knocking on Jerry Rice's door here in a few years. It will all go bananas and have an episode dedicated to him. Yeah. So now switching gears from not being injured to being injured or straight up benched, <laughs> Nick has labeled this season. Guys, this is serious. All right, this is the year of the fallen quarterback. <laughs> all they're all worth a hundred million dollars for crying out loud. It's not good. I don't know what to make of this. We're coming up on almost half of the teams don't have their starting quarterback. Give it a few more, and half of the NFL teams 
will not be playing their starting quarterbacks. Yeah, this is so this is a combination of being hurt or straight up just being benched because you're terrible. So, uh, so, and this was week two. So, Nick called this in, in, <laughs> in week two. As soon as his quarterback went down, he called it. And so now this is his time to, to uh, shine to prove his point. So, it, it's pretty funny because I walk around the house and every time a quarterback got benched or injured, I'd stare right at Seapro and go, you're the fallen quarterback. Anytime it happened. So the more it kept happening, I was like, you're the fallen quarterback, man. Uh, obviously, in a previous episode, I called it the year of the fallen quarterback. <laughs> and tonight, uh, I think it was Mitch Trubisky got hurt. And <laughs> I said, bro, year of the fallen quarterback. And he's like, dude, shut up. Enough with this. And then I determined I was going to do a small little segment. Um, so just if you want a little taste of what's happening, uh, a couple legends, Drew Brees, Big Ben, both injured. Breeze is six to eight weeks. Ben is out for the season. Cam Newton, a weird friggin' foot, foot injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, week to week. Eli Manning was finally benched for someone who's much better than him. But still, you know, he was... Well, a- well, well. We don't know much better. He looks decent. He's won... He's winning one games. One. Right, <laughs> He's throwing touchdowns and picks, just like Eli. Uh, my man, Nick Foles. You know, su- sorry, Super Bowl champion Nick Foles. Uh, Excuse me, call him by his rightful name, Big Dick Nick. <laughs> um, he uh, obviously, I think he broke his collarbone or whatever. Josh Allen today got a concussion. So he might not be out long-term, but we'll find out. Uh, no no reports yet, but he was still taken out of the pass game when they needed him most. So he may be scratched from the list. This is people who should be starting and no longer are. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> they didn't give a time limit on it, but he destroyed his shoulder as it looked like rubber today on the field. So you get bored, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Case Keenum was benched finally, and they're going to go roll with – Halfway through the game or something today. I think he, he threw for like three for six for 60-some yards and an interception. Yeah. Or None 30 night. yards, yeah. So Case Keenum benched. Ryan Fitzmagic, though we saw this coming, benched from the Dolphins for Chosen Rosen. Um, and an honorary mention here I think is important is Andrew Luck. R.I.P. Yeah, well, not, not and will not really RIP, <laughs> yeah. but we uh, we we miss him in the league. And so, when I say it's a year of the fallen quarterback, it's all these starting quarterbacks. That's ten teams who are replacing their starter. Um, this isn't. This also isn't including first year starters here, like Kyler Murray or anything like that. So it's a pretty drastic list for four weeks into the season. Yeah, this isn't the end of the season. We are twenty five percent through. Nobody is safe. It's not good. Carson Wentz stumbled the other day. It's just not good. Well, <laughs> I mean, and then you have, and so we we were looking at this list, and then we were looking at during like the replays today. We were thinking, well, who's a replaceable quarterback right now? Like <laughs> who could be replaced? And so you know, there's another half a dozen more, and it's like, well, you you know, maybe by the halfway point or the, th- the three quarters point, they're moving on to try to see their youth and see who's who's available. So uh, and those later weeks we'll we'll keep you updated but as far as right now a third of the league has uh either had their starting quarterback got hurt or got benched for uh for somebody else uh so i'm gonna be i'm gonna keep hearing it i told him to shut up today i don't want to hear it anymore i get it he's super proud that he called this i have to hand (laughs) it to him he did call it so uh we're just gonna roll with it and if i hear it i hear it so this may be on future episodes, like every week, the way that it's going. Yes, exactly. What are we? We're averaging two point 
two quarterbacks a week at this rate. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, so uh, a, a recap of our picks. Uh, so last week's Monday night, it was Chicago at Washington. We both had – oh, no, you had Washington at home, right? And I had the Bears. I don't want to talk about Yeah, okay. So um, total numbers up to uh, tonight's finished game. Uh, I am 41 – what does that say? 20? Yep. I'm 41, 20, and 1. And Nick is 37, 24, and 1. So I am uh, an even four games up on the man. I'm playing for the like you know the whole season here. Yeah, it's the long game. It's the, it's ba- the, long it's the back nine. So to kind of spare some time, we have already made our picks for week five. Uh, and so, oh, well, so first of all, for tomorrow night, uh, Nick has the Steelers and I have the Bengals. We're going to d- debate that in a second. Um, so we already picked the ones for, uh, week five, but what we're going to do is we're going to pick the, um, six games, including tomorrow nights that we have different and just kind of debate why we think our team is going to win for that particular game. So, uh, instead of just doing through going through every single pick, we're just going to highlight the ones that we have different. So we'll start with the Steelers Bengals, uh, Cameron, let it, well, hang on, let it be known that. Nick is a Steelers fan, so I'm do, you, do, you want, do you want me to go first about the Bengals? Well, I just have an important question for you. Okay. The Bengals, who have not won a game this season, are going into Heinz Field. You thought this is where they're going to get their first win. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is the Bengals. They are terrible. They are they, atrocious. I, uh, listen, talk about a replacement quarterback. Andy Dalton's on that list, okay? Yeah. He's on the list. Don't ask me who their backup is because I have no idea. However, they have they, they they missed or they are missing AJ Green. He's still out this week, I believe. I don't know if he's coming back or if he's ever coming back. I I wouldn't if I was him. But anyways, I have my fantasy team. Um, I just I think it's the fact that what I've seen from the Steelers, I don't really believe in. Um, I mean, there hasn't really been much to believe in for the for either of these teams. I just believe in the Bengals a little bit more. Um, I think the combination of um, uh, Joe Mixon and um, John Ross and Tyler Boyd are going to be uh, are going to be just kind of the superstars tomorrow night. I don't even know. I, I don't even have words. Listen, I got Listen, two words for you. Mason Rudolph. Believe it. Believe <laughs> it. I'm telling you. This is his time to shine. Oh, God. It's the youth hey, movement. You know what? You, you almost did beat Seattle at home last week. And Seattle looked pretty good today. So yeah. you, you do have have that go, going for you. Uh, they didn't play this week. So we'll get – obviously, they're playing tomorrow. Oh, my yeah. God. I was, I was just about to the say Niners. they're going to be on by. Yeah, I'm thinking about the Niners. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really know why I believe in the Bengals. Um, I just believe in them a little bit more than the Steelers. And I think Andy Dalton will uh, show up for the first time this year. And um, <laughs> make a statement in Heinz Field. The Red Rocket. Yes. So go ahead. Make your stupid argument about the Steelers. The 0-3 Steelers. Listen. Who got embarrassed. Who got embarrassed by the Patriots. We had a quarterback who was nursing an injury that was unknown at the time. I'll defend this until I'm blue in the, the face. The dude just threw the ball and blew out his elbow. The dude's old. Tell him to retire. Listen, I know the stats. I know what they say. Oh, and three, it's the end of your season. That's bullcrap. All right? We have Mason freaking Rudolph. All right? 
It's the youth movement. He's the heir apparent. It's gonna happen. I'm telling you. Look at me like I'm crazy. We got Juju Smith. Sure, we got to work some stuff out, but we're getting. Oh man, I hope we do good because we traded that first round pick this year, and if we suck, we traded that away. Um, but our defense has all the components. I think we're just working out some kinks. Give it time. I mean, your kinks are a little like everyone, but Juju has dropped at least a, like two passes this year. Okay, Moncrief, he got like put down for a game. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he should have got. But he, listen, he should have got put my down. Division, trash. The best teams in my division right now are two and two. It's anybody's division still. We got a lot of football left, uh, and we're versing the freaking Bengals now. Wait, hang on. With Mason Rudolph, one receiver. And Jason and uh, James Connor, who's always seems to get banged up. You think you have a shot at the division? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So okay. Talk to me next week if we don't beat the Bengals. Time to do some damage control. All right. If, if the Steelers don't beat the Bengals, Nick is going to call out sick next week's episode. <laughs> it's just going to go full crisis. I'm going to try to get Antonio Brown back on the team. Um, oh my goodness. I'm just kidding. Oh boy. But his jersey is hanging up behind us. Um, so that's the first game. Uh, I'm a diehard Steelers fan. I think what I, I, I think Mason Rudolph, as the season goes on, is getting better. I think he's young, and just so you can I see, hope so. you can see the happy feet. But he's getting these first team reps. Ben's helping him with one arm. Um, <laughs> with one arm. So the next game we disagree on is mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills are going to the Titans. Mm-hmm. I picked Buffalo. You picked Titans. Tell me why you picked Titans. I picked Tennessee because. Tennessee walked into Atlanta today and embarrassed the Falcons. Now, the Falcons are trash this year. Yes, and I don't really know why. They have Julio Jones. He's a top five receiver in the league, probably top three. He's got um, Devonta Freeman, who has proven that he can be a top ten running back. And Matt Ryan, who won an MVP three years ago now, four years ago. It was recently. And like, how, like, and their defense supposedly is good. I know they just lost. Uh, I think it was Keanu Neal, their safety. I think yeah, it was. Um, so like that really sucks on D. But like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're how they're trash. Marcus, freaking Mariota, former Duck great, quack quack, threw for two hundred twenty-seven yards and three tutties today. Derrick Henry ran for a modest. $100 bill. Still wondering for that. And my boy A.J. Brown, the rookie speedster, caught three for 94 and two touchdowns. He had three receptions and two of them were touchdowns. That's probably a fluke. However, they have a very balanced attack right now, um, and their defense is surprisingly above average. Um, I mean, they held at Atlanta to 10 points. You know, I mean, Matt Ryan threw for 400 yards. And they still only allowed him for ten points. Like that's that's great. And I mean, Atlanta's leading receiver today was their friggin' tight end. So when that happens, you're not going to have success. <laughs> exactly. But um, so right now Tennessee looks balanced. They went into At- Atlanta, a, a dome, hard place to play, uh, and so came in there and dominated. Um, and their defense looks better than anticipated. Um, sh- shout out to Logan Ryan and Malcolm Butler. Former uh, Mike Rabel. Yeah, f- former <laughs> former Pat Greats. Um, I'm just going with them strictly because of that and because I'm giving them the Pats uh, the Pats personnel boost. Okay, this is stupid. Let me tell you why this is really stupid. 
One, I think I need to bring this up, and it's probably the most important point about Cam's judgment, is this week in fantasy football, I royally beat him down, all right, by like 30 points. It wasn't close. I knew to play Chubb because I knew this was his three-touchdown ha- game. You haven't benched him all year. Of course you're going to play Chubb. Listen. Fucking come on. Listen. I don't know, 30 points. So what does this mean? Let's talk about Buffalo. If Excluding today, you go to the last like eight games that Josh Allen has played, he's been unbelievable. Uh, he led in fantasy points at the end of last season, last five How games. How do you know about that? Because you have a freaking hard on for Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> and you finally got me on the train. I know. And I then know. today, though Josh Allen had uh, a really bad outing, but he was versing the best defense in the league, in my opinion. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I can't fight facts here. I'm as much as I hate the Patriots. I got his call, you know, spade a spade. But the other thing is, they kept Tom Brady in check. You can't tell. He's the greatest quarterback to play the game. All right. He's got the hardware and the records. And if you can keep Tom Brady to like 150 yards and an interception, no tutties, you, good luck, Mariota. All right. Just good luck. All right. It's going to be a slaughter. If Josh Allen didn't get hurt, the Bills are probably going to win the game today. Oh, yeah. When I did this pick, I'm assuming Josh Allen's going to play next week. Uh, and I don't think the defense of the Tennessee Titans is even comparable right now to the Patriots. Though I don't think they're bad. I just don't. The Patriots are like on another level right now, and it's pissing me off even more. So I think when you combine all the facts, though, even though they're going to be on the road, I don't know. I'm on the Josh Allen train finally. Okay. All, all right. right. It's good well, to be here. let's hope he plays because uh in – Matt Barkley, or who, who, whoever the hell their backup is, is not, cousin. Is, not yeah, <laughs> is not is not winning in Tennessee. All right, what's the next game? All right, Giants Vikes. I picked Giants. You picked Vikes. Where are they going to be? Uh, they are going to be in New York. In New York. In New York. Okay, listen. I picked the Vikings because in Week Six. Okay, this is a Week Five matchup. In Week Six, the Giants. Come to Foxborough, where Travis and I will be, to see the Pats and the Giants. The Giants are already looking to week six. It's the last time, well, it was going to be the last time that Eli and Brady (laughs) were going to match up. But we already know Eli got benched. So, the Giants are thinking about week six. That's my only, that's my (laughs) only, that's my only gripe. Giants are looking to week six to play in Foxborough. No, honestly, um, look. Listen, Danny Dimes or Dimes, whatever uh, Daniel Jones's nickname is now. Uh, he, <laughs> Danny Dimes. No, I think that they call him Danny Dimes, and he's like embraced it. Um, listen, props to you, man. You embarrassed the Washington Redskins. Congratulations, great win. Uh, With three picks. Well, I mean, yeah. What you gonna do? Anyways, Danny Dimes. He throws dimes to both teams. What do you want? <laughs> Anyways, so. Um, Listen, Kirk Cousins can't be this bad for this long, right? He's he's just got to rebound at some point. <laughs> he's so bad. Shout out he's to the so Vikings bad. fans. <laughs> Literally, I get it. The Chicago defense today was really good. However, Kirk, Kirk, buddy, when the ball's hiked to you and there's an open receiver, just hit him. Hit him on the numbers. Hit him in the hands. Hit him anywhere. Please, just make a goddamn throw or just dump it off to my guy. Dalvin Cook, and he'll run 80 yards for a touchdown. Okay? Listen. For the sake of all fantasy teams, throw it to Delvin. <laughs> listen, the Giants' defense blows right now. The only reason why they look good is because they played the freaking Deadskins, I-, I like to call them. Okay? So, 
The New York Giants secondary is terrible. Diggs and Thielen are going to have a field day. Cooks is going to get me a couple tuts. Kirk Cousins is going to get his head out of his ass and do something next week. So that's why I'm picking the Vikings. Uh, I just picked the Giants because I'm going to ride Daniel Dimes fever, or whatever they're calling him. Uh, I don't know. The, he looks like he's doing all right, and Captain Kirk is crashing the Starship Enterprise. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you were you were the captain of his friggin' yeah. you were the captain oh. of his friggin' bandwagon at first. But what did I tell you today? I was I like, I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. I I don't know. I liked Captain Kirk's story. Uh, Captain Kirk is Kirk Cousins. Uh, if you can't keep up, so I don't know. Like I was so in Kirk Cousins' corner, and he has just sucked. There's no way around it. He has Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and Dalvin Cook to surround him. And he just sucks. Uh, Daniel Jones is a rookie, and I would rather him be my starting quarterback. Not the $98 million paperweight that Kirk Cousins has become. Paperweight? Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um. Oh, yeah, we're running out of time. Uh, Jags and Panthers. I pick Jags, you pick Panthers. Yo, Kyle Allen. Let's go. Get out of here. Let's go. Listen, he's been doing the right things. And by doing the right things, I mean handing that rock off to Mr. Christian McCaffrey. Because he is their best player. Not even freaking close. He is a one-man wrecking crew. Kyle Allen is my guy. I'm riding with him. He is taking the Panthers to the promised land. Eh, I wouldn't call it the <laughs> promised land. A good spot. He's bringing them to a good spot, and um, I just think, listen, don't get me wrong, the Minshew train, it yeah. is it is downhill and full speed ahead right now. And I like it. I love the stash. I love the look. I love everything. I just think they run into a buzzsaw in Carolina, and Kyle Allen and Mr. McCaffrey get the job done. Okay, so if somehow Kyle Allen wins three in a row as a backup quarterback, Next week on this program, we will discuss, do you bench Cam Newton for the season right out the Kyle Allen train? All right. That's how sure I am that they're not going to win. All right. Gardner, Minshew, Mishu, whatever, the shoe, all right, has a mustache. Greg, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Called him Greg like eight times a day. Um, but Gardner, all right, you never seen a mustache like this. All right. Usually you don't trust people with mustaches. I've never felt more secure watching a man with a mustache in my life. All right, am I basing my football projections off his stash? Last two weeks seem to indicate yes. All right, so. Next. Next. Uh, Cowboys, Packers. Who did I choose? You picked the Packers. I picked the Pack. Listen, Green Bay right now is one of the most underrated teams in the NFL. I just said it. Yep, exactly. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is slinging. Okay, listen, okay, listen. Back up, back up. I told everybody that Carson Wentz was going to win the MVP last year, and he did MVP things in Thursday Night Football this week and beat the Packers. That being said, Aaron Rodgers is pissed about it. He's coming back this week, walking into Dallas with his big non-existent mustache that he used to have. With the the, the That's his Adams. problem. That's I know, his problem. I know. He's, he, he's got to grow it back. With, uh, with Adams and Aaron Jones, and he's going to come into Dallas and uh, give him the old business. All right. So I just so Cowboys were humiliated tonight on the road. You're not going to walk into AT&T Stadium, all right? You don't even have the defense to keep up with Zeke, Amari, Witten, all right? They're going to take it a little bit more serious. They're 3-1. and one. They're not going to go 3-2. and two. That just sounds sloppy, all right? Fine. I'm telling you, they got the firepower. Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones, so he'll make a big scene. 
Anyway, only got to make a big scene. Yeah. Uh, last up, 49ers versus the Browns. It's in San Francisco. Who did I choose? The Browns. Yo, my dirty, dirty toilet Browns. They are back. They never were. They're back. It's been a long time. <laughs> and they found their mojo this week. They went into Baltimore, and Baker Mayfield sat on Lamar Jackson's face and said, watch me sack tap you while I just run train on your Ravens. They're back. Listen, San Francisco's undefeated. I get it. They were just on by. Don't matter. The Baker's dozen is coming in to Levi Stadium and laying the smack okay, down all right. so, on the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, two-time Super Bowl champion Jimmy G has all the answers, all right? Uh, I don't care if he's a backup. He's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, he's going to have the answers. They're undefeated. They have two weeks to rest up, prepare. George Kittle is going to catch more balls than I have ever seen in my life. Uh which take that any way you want, I guess. Um, <laughs> anyway, so those are our picks for the week. Um, just before we go off, we're going to watch the Joker movie this week. Thursday. With Hoquan Phoenix or whatever his name is. Joaquin. Joaquin. Uh, and we're going to do a serious an analytical review for our first segment on all the controversies surrounding it. Yeah, uh, this movie has been hyped up. Um, like he was just saying, there, there is some controversy. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, for this movie, spent time in a mental... Uh, a mental a mental illness facility uh, and basically um, just kind of immersed himself in that kind of um, that kind of state and place and kind of uh, you know want to know how to base this role off of someone that has a mental illness so he like any he lost a ton of weight so this movie's been hyped for months now Oscar we're, buzz. we're super excited to watch it and uh, we'll give you a deep dive analyzation on it Next week, if you want to, shout us out, email us, contact us at RealTVPodcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and at RealTVPodcast at gmail.com. We will see you all next week. Thank you. Peace out.